Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, yeah. Better than this. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't do this shit. What's better than this? Guys, me and dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Monday edition of the show. Week one is, well, we got two games tonight, doubleheader on Monday night, but week one of the NFL season is in the books. Week two of college football season is in the books. I've got a brand new mock draft on draftnetwork.com, and I am feeling good. Welcome, Kyle. You ever see the water boy? Yeah. You know, you know Mama, right? Yeah. You want to know how I felt watching the Miami Dolphins play yesterday? Kyle? It's when Mama had the argument with Bobby Boucher. And he says uh, says something about uh, he likes playing foosball, right? And she goes, Ew! And she grabs her head. And then that's when they take her to the hospital. Mm-hmm. You know that scene? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. That was me. That was me yesterday. Well, it's uh, be a long year, man. Just Ow! Embrace the embrace the process. Don't know what to tell you. I'm not gonna. I told you I'm not gonna sit and make fun of the Miami Dolphins for the no, next. No, no, I don't expect you to. But I also yeah. need to to like get it off my chest a little oh. bit, right? Like I think people were expecting me to to end up in the ER with an IV for oh, alcohol really? poisoning yesterday. But uh, I had I had a, a, a small pour of bourbon for each of the first three touchdowns the Ravens scored. And I said, no, I can't do this. I'm going to die. Yeah. Be a lot. Be a so, lot. How many did they score? Seven of them? Eight? How many? A lot. Seven. Eight, nine, seven. Seven. No, seven, eight, eight. They scored eight in a field goal. Oh. And the field goal they kicked was like inside the 10. Oh, Man, could have had a sixty burger on the board. Yeah, yeah. This was um, this was about as bad as it could get. But that's why I'm thankful that we have all of this draft space to operate within because it's where I'm going to live. Yeah, and go Saints, right, Kyle? Go Saints. Go Saints. That's absolutely right. Go Titans. <laughs> go Jaguars. Uh, go Saints. <laughs> go Colts. Wait, why'd you say go Jaguars? So that they, they play, get wins? Yeah, they play in the same division. I need the Texans to go 2-14 and 14 here. Mm. Fun NFL draft-related fact for you. Can you tell me the last time one team had the first and second overall picks in the NFL draft? Oh, really? That's fun. Um, no idea. None. Hold on. I know <laughs> I know, I know. the team, <laughs> but I want to try and give you Did you not have that ready in the back pocket? This happened this millennium. Okay. Was it the Houston Texans and they 
drafted Derek Carr and no, no, the Panthers. They had they got that. Um, no, they traded that player. I don't know. I have no idea. Wait, I lied to you. I don't think it's ever happened. Yeah, uh, it has happened once because I did my research for the NFL draft for uh, records of teams that have the number one pick. It has happened once, uh, but it was not the incident in which I was thinking that it was. I was thinking of the year 2000. Do you know who had two very early picks in in succession in 2000? The Panthers. The Washington Redskins pick LeVar Arrington and Chris Samuels with the second and third overall picks in the NFL draft. Not bad. Not bad. And wait. Maybe this is what I was thinking. When were the Browns? When did the Browns come back? I don't know. If you want to talk about the Browns on Sunday? I'd love to. Yeah, why don't you do that? I'll come back and revisit this. Forty-three to nineteen loss to the Tennessee Titans. Baker Stone, one of ten on on third and fourth down combined, one of twelve, eighteen penalties for one hundred and eighty-two yards. This was the. Everything I feared would happen with the Cleveland Browns this year. Adversity hits them, and they didn't respond. Now, there's a lot of season left. They get to face Adam Gase and the New York Jets in this coming Monday night. I'm sure they'll be fired up. I'm sure they were fired up to play in their season opener against the Titans. But everybody wanted to crown this team. I've been hesitant about it. I'm not ready to like flex or cash in on that, but... This was not a good opening week for Freddie Kitchens and his Cleveland Browns. Well, a lot, so much of this was self-inflicted, right? Yes. How many penalties they had? They they had like 120, 120 yards or 150 182. yards. 182 yards. Of penalties. Yes. Freddie, tighten up your ship, brother. Pun intended? Pun intended? Yes. <laughs> yes. That is horrendous. 182 pe- yards of penalties. Yes. What's the record they had, there? They had like 97 at halftime. You know, Freddie got into the locker room. I mean, it was, it was relative, reasonably close game at halftime. Freddie got in the locker room and said, hey, we can't have all these penalties. And you know what they did? They got more in the second half. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you find any silver linings for Cleveland? Because Cleveland, get, like, was this just drinking the Kool-Aid, do you think? Like they they've been feeling themselves so much for for all summer. They've been feeling themselves, and they come out, and they they're they're opening possession. They take down the field, and score a touchdown, and then the wheels just completely fell off the bus. I mean, silver linings. Miles Garrett had a couple sacks. Larry Agonjobi had a sack. But I mean, this team's going to be discipline. I've been concerned with from the outset. The offensive line's poor. Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and it's only fitting that this important interruption is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Have you thought about what you're getting your loved one this year? Or maybe you want to give the gift of sweet-smelling grundle bliss to your partner. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. 
Whether you're the only one who gets to see what's going on down there or you're one of many, do you, your partner, and everyone else a favor and introduce yourself to this revolutionary company. Manscaped just launched their brand new Perfect Package. Inside the Manscaped Perfect Package, you'll find their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, which features skin-safe technology and will prevent you or your man from cutting his nuts. Speaking of smelling nice, let's be real. No one wants to carry around that locker room smell with them. That's why I am thankful for the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. These products keep your crotchal region from sweating, smelling, and sticking. The Perfect Package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxer briefs that'll keep that junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to this new new. Give the gift that will make your Valentine's Day spicy. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code locked on to get 20% off and free shipping. Ladies, this is the perfect gift for you and your man and men. Your partner will thank you. Trust me, he will thank you. And guess who else will thank you? Your balls will thank you. 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code locked on at manscaped.com. I mean, I don't know how Greedy played. Did Greedy play well in this game? He started, I understand. Uh, didn't didn't catch enough of that first, yeah. first slate of games. Joe was too busy watching uh, the monstrosity. Let's see. I've got PFF data right here. Defensive grades. Let's go to uh, – let's see how Greedy Williams did. Uh, let's see. He played 52.8. He was targeted twice. Gave up one catch. Okay, well – could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Um, but the, the the daunting thing here for Cleveland is, like, we know this schedule is going to be tough to start the year. Yep. So there's a lot that needs to change in a hurry if that's going to not be a significant problem. Here it is, Joe. I found it. Okay. 1992, the Indianapolis Colts had the first and second overall picks in the NFL draft. Really? And they drafted Steve Etman. Oh, God. Okay. And Quentin Coriat. Didn't, uh, didn't make him count, I don't think. An inside linebacker from Texas A&M. Hey, you made a good point there about tough schedules. The Browns, uh, Browns and uh, Jets, the Jets also have a very difficult schedule. Um, they get ready to play the Browns and they play the Patriots and they play the Eagles, Cowboys and Patriots again. I mean, the, Jets, the, the Jets might be uh, Owen one, two, three, four, five. They might be like one and four, one and five. It's going to be Owen a battle and... of winless teams when they come to Miami in late October. Might be. I mean, seriously, the Jets couldn't afford to lose the game that they lost yesterday. Now they have to beat the Browns, and then they get the Patriots, Eagles, Cowboys, Patriots. It's almost like Adam Gase is the same head coach that he was in Miami. Adam Gase is very poor, and what he did yesterday to limit Sam Darnold was disappointing. Now, Sam missed two throws to Robbie Anderson that Levi Wallace did a really good job of breaking up, but he had an opportunity to to complete those throws. Otherwise, I mean, he said it after the game. Adam says, look – the Bills do a good enough, as good a job as anyone of taking away deep throws, and I think he believed that. 
And their plan was Jamison Crowder, Le'Veon Bell. And, and Jamison Crowder caught 14 passes for 99 yards. The first receiver in NFL history to catch 14 passes in a game and not get 100 yards. So now he's, he's going to be there, Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry's first two years with Miami, I think he averaged less than 10 yards a catch. He, Jarvis, Landry, that, dude, Jarvis Landry caught like 110 balls in 2017 and didn't get 1,000 yards. It's crazy. So that's what Jamison Crowder is going to be there. And then you have Le'Veon Bell on flare passes – if he can't – I mean, Chris Herndon being away certainly hurts, right? That's going to really help this offense so that they have some type of threat elsewhere. But you got to be able to get Quincy Anunwa and Robbie Anderson going, and I don't know if if, if Adam Gase is going to let it happen. He, I, I, he's a bad coach. It's the same tendencies, you know, just, just overly close to the vest. So much of the offense operates within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage. <laughs> and that's that's fine that he took his shots – he didn't give enough shots. And ultimately, at the end of the day, <laughs> yeah. those are going to be low percentage throws because they're further down the field. So, like, you have to open up the offense in some capacity. And he did a lot do of tight sets. Man, bad. How many? A lot of tight sets, you know? Just Yeah. Yeah. Everything's condensed. Yeah. And you don't, and, and you try and work laterally. So, I, th- I think Jets. Remember, Mark Sanchez had this team at what thirteen and three, <laughs> and they had already wrapped up a bye and uh, lost the week seventeen game because they sat all the starters, so they were thirteen and two. The reality is, like coaching matters in the NFL; it matters so much more than than huge. You know, you just want to look at the names on the paper and point to it. Yeah. Um. The the Jets have a long season ahead of them too, unless. Adam Gase has the self-awareness to make adjustments, which he has never no, done no. in three years as a head coach in the NFL. So why should I believe that he's going to do it now? The good news for Jets fans, this is what I'd be clinging to, because Adam Gase is bad coach. He's not going to reinvent himself. It's that you have Joe Douglas as your GM, and you know he's going to want to have his own own coach. Be one and done with Gase and move on. Like You, you, you are going to slam your head against the wall perpetually if this is going to be a, a commitment to Adam Gase because we know who he is. Go get your go get your coach, Joe Douglas. You can't. I mean, you're going to waste Sam Darnold. You're going to waste him. Did you bet on any games yesterday, Joe? You know I'm a coward. But go ahead and talk about my record. I'd love to hear it. No, I'm not talking about your record. Oh. I went undefeated yesterday. And what? Took three bets yesterday. You did. What were they? I took the Chiefs minus three and a half on the road. Sammy Watkins. Players. Sammy Watkins. Yes. Wanted to give you an excuse to bring up that name. Dude, Thank he played, you. He played terrific. If he's and, healthy, he's he's as talented as any offensive player in the game. I don't know about any offensive player in the game. Oh, oh yes. Oh, yes. I don't know about any offensive player in the game, Joe. Offensive skill player in the game. Sammy that, Watkins that, that is That was something I, I wrote about Sammy Watkins for studs and duds. Good. And uh, I had mentioned that Watkins and his, um, his lack of productivity to this point has never been about talent, right? It's always been about opportunity and durability. Right. I don't know how you can guarantee that Sammy Watkins is going to stay healthy, but the fact that he has an opportunity in Kansas City with everybody back, the continuity is there for that offense, and you have Travis Kelsey, no matter what. Tyreek Hill sounds like he's going to miss some time. Yeah. Uh, But Sammy Watkins can be that guy now with an opportunity – to step into a larger role in the offense. Good player, man. Uh, how about Gardner Minshew, by the way? 
Uh, you know, is that a bet you had? Did you have that bet that Gardner Minshew would be the first rookie quarterback in 2019 to take the field? I did not, but I like uh, Gardner Minshew a fair bit. I think I had like a fourth round grade on him. And I did not, so you can um, you can muscle here well, if you want. No, no, no. It's too early for that. It's oh. just like Daniel Jones, right? Everyone wants to crown Daniel Jones because he had a great preseason. Guess what? His first drive in the NFL Fumble. ended with a turnover. Three three fumbles in the preseason, too. Oh, well, that's four. I hope he starts right? against the Bills this week. I really do. I bet Come you on. do. I bet you give do. Me, give me Daniel Jones' debut against Sean McDermott's Daniel, defense. Let's go. Daniel Jones. Um, we had our first tie, which yeah, was – What would, what would week one be without a tie, you know? I know. It's crazy, man. We need to hammer Cliff for punting that football. <laughs> uh, yeah, we should. Um, what is it? It was fourth and seven from the the plus forty five. The the Lions forty six yard line. Okay, a minute and twenty seconds left in the game. Minute and ten seconds left in the game. Fourth and seven, and you punt the ball. You get when 10, you, punt the ball. you get ten yards. You can kick the field goal and win the game. Right. Right. Uh, I didn't. I didn't like that at all. You had all the momentum in the world. Played not to lose, right? Kyler was humming. Well, they didn't lose, so there you go. Congrats, right. Cliff. Prefer you <laughs> try to win for once. That game got weird. I think Detroit. I, I look, obviously, Kyler in the fourth quarter in overtime. Like, great job, right? Seriously, that was really fun to watch. Yeah. Why did Detroit soften their defense? They didn't know. I saw Brett Whitefield say they they didn't play any – they played man, but they just softened the man coverage. So they did soften their coverage. Well, yeah, but they didn't go to prevent. People no, that's what, I didn't oh, say they went to pre, No, they didn't go to prevent. Yeah, I didn't say they didn't went to pre, Definitely not. They did not go to prevent. But I thought that they were a little bit less aggressive playing on those receivers and a little bit of space was there and Kyler started getting into some rhythm. And they love rub routes. I mean, Arizona's going to run rub routes to death. Uh, so you're going to have to be able to stop that, or they're going to have to start calling OPI. We'll find out. This is NFL Under Review, local experts on the biggest NFL stories. The NFL Honors Award Show was last week, and one surprise when it came to Defensive Player of the Year. This is Bear Motter with your Los Angeles Rams update from Lockdown Rams. Aaron Donald would have been the first player in NFL history to win the award three straight years in a row, but it wasn't the case that the NFL Honors that award this year went to Stephon Gilmore, and don't get me wrong, Stephon Gilmore had a great season. Six interceptions, 18 pass deflected, two touchdowns, he had 53 total tackles, Stephon Gilmore won the award with 21 votes. Chandler Jones came in second with 14. TJ Watt with 10. Although Donald says this doesn't bother him, I see him putting this chip on his shoulder, working even harder, and coming back stronger in 2020, which is a scary thing for the rest of the NFL. For more NFL news, subscribe to the Locked On NFL Podcast only on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, the other game that I had money on was the under in the Seahawks Bengals game. The what under was, was 44 and a half and it finished at 41 points. Seahawks win 21, 20. Okay. Bengals look good with their new offense. I'll give them credit. Yeah. You've been, you've been hating on them. There's a hashtag. Joe hates the Browns. Like Joe hates the, or Kyle hates the Bengals needs to be a hashtag. Why? Because you do. Do you like the Bengals? 
Do we, I, you and I combined just picked the Bengals to go three and thirteen? This right, season. but I guess because I wasn't going to fight you on it. Bengals fans are big mad at me because I had them picking number three overall in my mock draft or I'm wherever I had you them. Should have just used the crutch of whatever mock draft machine had no. the Vegas order as. No, no, <laughs> that's the only fan base I'm dealing with today. That's fine. Oh, a few 49ers fans were mad about picking nine. They're brother, you're picking nine, and the only reason you beat the Bucks is because James threw you two pick sixes. <laughs> Let's slow took, down a little bit. It took like four touchdowns off the board in that game because of uh, penalties, man. Yeah. Frustrating to watch. All right. So I actually have our full list of games that we picked before oh. the season, Joe. You want to know how we did? Uh, sure. Uh, we picked the Browns to beat the Titans. We're 0 1. Bad. Yeah. We picked the Bears to beat the Packers on Thursday Night Football. We're 0 2. Bad. Bad. We did pick the Ravens and the Chiefs to go on the road and beat the Dolphins and Jaguars. So now we're back to 2 and 2. Okay. We picked the Jets at home to beat the Bills. They should have, but they didn't. We're two and three. We picked the Chargers. They needed overtime, but they got it done. We picked the Patriots. They took care of business, to say the least. We picked the Eagles over the Redskins. Started slow. I think it was 17 nothing. I think Matty V was getting ready to put us on a poster. <laughs> Good friend of the pod. Matty Good v. friend of the pod. I like that. But the Eagles came back and won that football game. Yeah. They keep score the whole time. That's the biggest advice I can ever give a football fan. The whole thing counts. Don't get more touchdowns at the or at the beginning. More points for touchdowns at the beginning of the game doesn't matter. No, they all count the same. Now, you ready? We're, we're going to go in here, here, Joe. Right oh, now, we're five it. and three. Need it. Need it. Because you know I wanted that Bills over Jets, but you, I wasn't going to fight you on it. Rams over Panthers. We picked it. So that's six and three. Yeah. Vikings at home over Falcons. We picked it. We're seven yeah. and three. Falcons look like poop, man. Yes, Get it together, did. Dan Quinn. Let's talk about that one after the game. After we, we run the gauntlet here, uh, the 49ers over the Bucks. We picked it. We're eight and three. Cowboys over the Giants. We picked it. We're nine and three. We picked the Lions to beat the Cardinals. They should have, but they didn't. What What happens there? We you can't pick predict the tie. Well, we got the we got the result of the game wrong ultimately. So it's a loss for us. That's BS. I think we get a tie there too. So right now we're nine and four with two games left to play the Raiders and Broncos and the Saints and Texans. What do we have in those games? Oh, I'm sorry. No, we, I skipped over the, the Seahawks to beat the Bengals. We already picked that game. So we're 10 and four right now with two games left to play. Who do we have tonight? We have the Saints tonight. Damn it. We have the Raiders tonight. Oh, well, hey, there's no way B. Let's change it. Who do they play? You can't change it now. You just set your draft order on it for your mock draft. Who do they play? The Broncos. Man, that'd be that'd be something. Let me see what this would do to the draft order. If it doesn't change the draft order, I'll give it to you. I mean, do you think people are going to go back and realize that? It would move the Raiders up to three in the draft order. And where do the Bengals go? They stay at two. The Dolphins Miami go to four? four. Oh God, sorry, can't happen. No, nope. Raiders got to stay. <laughs> <laughs> go Raiders! <laughs> go Raiders! Let's go, our Raiders. <laughs> Jesus, man, I picked up a uh, Hunter Renfro on my fantasy team. The one in our league, or the you have another league? No, don't no, you? no, another league, and it's gonna, oh. like Hunter's going to get like ten catches. He's going to be the Jamison Crowder, Jarvis Landry of the Raiders offense. I only care about our fantasy league. It's the only one you care about. It's the only one that matters, huh? It's the only one I have. Imagine having multiple fantasy teams. It stinks. But 
I don't want to have one, but you know, I'm contractually obligated to have it, and I'm going to try to win. It's exhausting. <laughs> so what the hell happened with Falcons Vikings here? I mean, they they got their butts handed to them on the line of scrimmage on both sides. I'll, I'll tell you what, man, Dalvin Cook, this guy put these guys in the oven. Twenty-one carries, one hundred eleven wow. yards, two touchdowns. Dalvin Cook put them in the oven. Yeah, you know, look. Wow. <laughs> this is a recorded call, and I'm aware of it. Your your dad joke quota has been filled for the day. Please continue. Thanks. Thanks. I said to somebody, I'm dad joke eligible starting in January. So I'm going ahead and, you know, testing the waters. I might be like Ed Oliver, go ahead and declare in like February, you know, before the April draft. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I do. Can't be like some of these teams that took no reps in the preseason and then they come out and play like shit. People people will never know that your dad jokes are stronger than mine. It's true. They are, but they'll never know. I mean, Vikings play great defense. Matt, Matt Ryan, two interceptions. Devonta Foreman, a lot. Uh, Devonta Freeman, a lost fumble. They couldn't get any pressure. The Falcons didn't, the, didn't Kirk Cousins only have like a hundred yards in this game? Eight, eight to ten for ninety-eight yards. They they passed it ten times. They ran it for 30, 38 times. What the hell, man? Just one team being better than another. That's wild. <laughs> um. Do we have any college takeaways? Oh, was there college football this weekend? Well, yes, there was. I mean, there were only oh, Joe Burrow was the takeaway, right? Joe Burrow. Yes. Dude, <laughs> someone in our Slack channel, I will not name this person, yeah. but someone in our Slack channel had this take that Joe Burrow played a better game against Texas than they've seen Jake Fromm ever play against anyone. How does that make you feel? Hmm. Is it a bad take? I don't think it's a bad well, take. I I don't think it is, but like there's conditions applied to it, right? Like Texas couldn't cover anybody in the okay. second half. They just they had no idea how to cover the middle of the field against LSU. But to LSU and Joe Burrow's credit, he made some great throws. That touchdown pass he threw to Van Jefferson. Yep. Up and outside, made Van Not- adjust to the ball, high point. That third and 17 scramble up in the pocket, that was one of the best throws you'll see all year under pressure and putting that ball on a rope. I mean, I don't want to get wild here with Joe Burrow because it's one football game, and I don't think he's a guy that's got traits that you can hang your hat on. But this offense is doing wonders for him. Yeah. He's, he looked phenomenal. What would you think about Mond? Uh, I think the whatever his leg injury was yeah. looked like you could tell it was really bothering him, but he never got in a rhythm to begin with. Um, there were a couple guys coming into this weekend that's like, all right, let's see if you're ready for the big time. Mond was one of them. The answer's no. Uh, Sam Ellinger was another one. Sam Ellinger had great stats, but Sam Ellinger was fairly inaccurate with the football's passer on Saturday night. Didn't think he showed well as a passer either. Uh, those two guys for me were both names that I had circled and said, all right, like you got some promising tools. Let's see what you look like in big tests. And I don't think either one of them came close to passing the test the way that they needed to, to be taken seriously at this juncture. I know it's still very early in the season. It's 2020 NFL draft prospects. Can we talk about Anthony McFarlane and the Maryland offense? Oh my God. First of all, we need to eat crow. 
Oh, put it in my mouth. I'm chewing it. Whatever you want me. To. People are going at me all freaking weekend on Twitter over this pick, man. Remarkable. And you know what? I figured it out. I called you on, I think it was Sunday morning. I figured out what happened in that game. I figured out why we got that game so wrong. Okay. We made the mistake of not looking at Syracuse's schedule. They are home next week hosting Clemson. They overlooked the shit at, out of Maryland. You always pick that up too, man. They overlooked the shit out of Maryland. Maybe Mar- I mean Maryland's good, right? I mean that's Maryland is absolutely good. Maryland had a speed that was on a completely different level than anything Syracuse could bring defensively. Maryland just broke angles all over the place. But you can't have a physical skill deficiency and then also not be mentally prepared to play the football game. <laughs> Which is exactly what happened. Syracuse getting all hyped up because they beat Clemson two years ago and they took Clemson down to the wire and they got him at home this year and number one team in the country is coming in. Rah, rah, rah. Guess what? You got your heads kicked in. Maryland, legit though. I mean, Josh Jackson is a big upgrade for them at quarterback. They've got speed all over the skill positions. They got speed on defense. Who's that kid on defense that it was like one of the country's leaders in interceptions last year and has two already this year. I think you're thinking of Syracuse's safety, Andre Sisco. No, it's for Maryland. McKelly or something like that? I got to look him up. My producer's on it. Yeah, your producer's on it. Uh, mine is too, and it's going slow here. Jordan Mosley. Okay. Yeah, he was making splash plays, yes. Number 18. Yeah. He's a true sophomore. Oh, he's from Havertown. Right on. Never heard of it. That's up my my neck of the woods. Yeah. Two-headed snakes and poisonous bugs. Yeah, man. Not good. Let's see. Did I have any anything else on my notes here? Um, the college games? Yeah. Can we talk about your pick since you're trying to dunk? Oh, no. I like it better when you dunk for me. Here's uh, I'm John Stockton. You're Carl Malone. Here's the pass. <laughs> Joe, uh, to this point in the year, is 31-15 and 15 picking against the spread in college football. But let's only talk about me getting Syracuse-Maryland wrong. That's the one I want to focus that, that's on. That's the convenient thing to point out. Get off my back. One of these days I'm going to put down an actual bet and maybe make like 20 bucks. No, the bets, are the, the ones you put the money on are the ones you get wrong. Really? Well, then I'll just keep – I won't. Uh, I won't download these apps. Like I had money on uh, Oregon Auburn week one. <laughs> you should have got the money on that. I'm sorry. Listen, brother. I also had Texas money on Texas plus six and a half, and LSU went for two with two minutes left in the game to make it seven, and then Texas got the the backdoor cover, but LSU went for two, so I didn't get it. I, I mean this question with without any sarcasm. What is it like? Because I'm very. I would. I'm, I. I don't know if I'm cheap or what. Like I don't know the word is, but I think I'd be really a pissed off, right? Like watching that happen. Like what is it like? You know, you got some cash on the line. You're watching this, and you're like, this stupid stuff is happening, and it's legit costing me money. Like what does that feel like? Not good. <laughs> this is honestly, this is the first year I've put money on games, and it's it's a fun dynamic because it gives you a rooting interest to simultaneously wear with an analytical 
perspective and watch the game, right? But I always make the bet small enough that like I can keep the perspective. And my perspective is I put X amount of money in at the beginning of the year and I'm going to make it last. And if it's gone, it's all gone and that's it. And I, I can live with losing all that money. Now, to date, I'm up $8 on the season. Excellent, Kyle. So I'm doing okay. You could buy you could buy a Caesar salad for that, you know? Yeah. Maybe for lunch. Some restaurants, not all of them. What how much are uh bottomless breadsticks and and salad at Olive Garden? <laughs> like 7.95. I I don't know what that's, it is. That's what I would go with. But you wouldn't order water though, so you I don't know. You got to make a little more money. So what do you got? You have 8 bucks to play with now or No, I put 100 bucks in the beginning of the year. Okay. I just said I'm and right now my account's got 108 in it. Oh, here we go. But remember, I invested the hundred, so I'm only plus eight. I know, but I, but I mean, it's not like you're down to eight. Right. Some money is going to start coming to you. Well, we keep picking games like we did this past weekend. Uh, Joe, you were uh, 17 and five. I got I got Maryland and Syracuse wrong, though, Cal. I get it. I understand. And here I was I was feeling really good about being 14 and 14 and 8 and then you come out and go 17 and 5. So I got on my plus 4 on the year versus you. Uh plus 5. Oh. Okay. It's a weird slate of games this week. We I mean it, it, there's no big marquee matchup, so when we're dealing this on Thursday, it's going to be really challenging to like figure out if teams are going to like win by certain margins, right? Picking winners shouldn't be hard. Whether they're going to cover or not is going to be the challenge. Right. Imagine changing your mind on Ohio State minus 16. Joe. I didn't. I didn't officially, though. You you didn't on the podcast. Right. But at kickoff in the, the TDN Slack channel, you said Cincinnati plus 15 and a half. I just wanted to give Ben a hard time because he made it. You said block of God the- spoke to you. Right, and then I, you know, some, lied to you. my wires were crossed, and uh, what's on the podcast is what stands. I stuck with my uh, actually. I, I might just pick, amend though. this and bring you back down to four games ahead of me. No, you maybe you get a half game for that. No, I don't get any. You, you waffled. You took both sides. I didn't. What's on the podcast is what matters. I had a chance to waffle on my Wisconsin bet, and I stayed firm. I would never believe in Jim McElwain, and Wisconsin yeah. covers. Yeah, it was a bad bet. Wisconsin had that game covered in the first, I think, 16 <laughs> minutes of game clock. Yeah. They were up like 38 to nothing. Um, tomorrow, takes on takes. Yeah. You got hot takes for us. Send them to us at the Joe Marino at grinding the tape with the hashtag takes on takes. I know we already have a lot. Now that the season's back, I've seen the influx during the week. People are turning stuff in. So if you have any, now is the time to get them to us. We will be recording tomorrow morning. It will come out late morning. Make sure you don't miss it. Hit subscribe. Come back. See us again tomorrow. Thanks as always for listening to the Draft Dudes podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.